Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated tonight in the presence of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew. Chapter 14. The book of Matthew, chapter 14. There's so much I wanted to bring to you. Just because I haven't been here this week and I just so much I wanted to say. So much I, I was reading so much and so much I just wanted to, to bring out to you that God, every time I, I got something this week, God had said, no, not that. No, not that. No, not that. I'm like, Lord, well, what, Lord? Amen. I think I studied more this week than I did my whole life. Amen. And so there was so much that I was just looking at. And, but, you know, just yesterday when I was going down, I, I began to look at this here. and The Lord began to show me this. And, and he showed me relationships. Relationships. I'm going to say relationship. And he said these words, he says, don't let your relationship sink. Don't let your relationship sink. Don't let your relationship with God sink. Because how many know that you and I can sink in a boat? If you get in a boat and things begin to happen, it can, if it has a hole in it or things happen to it, it gets damaged, the boat can begin to sink. And that boat that you're in uh, sometimes can be a place where you want to be comfort and strength and, you know, do things in and, and, and live in. They've got boat houses that you live in. But that boat represents a type of relationship, a comfort place. And sometimes we need to understand that we can love God and still allow our relationship to sink. So I want you to look at me really quick in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Says immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on to the other side. While the disciples, excuse me, excuse me, go on the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. I pray, God, that you would just give us an understanding of what you're going to speak to us today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to see here that here is Jesus, and he's dismissing the crowd. And the crowd that he's dismissing is the crowd that he had just ministered to and preached to. A miracle had just happened. Something great had just happened. He had fed the multitudes. He had fed the multitudes. A miracle took place. He, he, he had fed, listen close, he had fed the multitude with five loaves of bread and two fish. And there was close number about almost 5,000 of them. He had fed almost 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. A miracle, something great, something tremendous took place. And now he's dismissing them. He's telling them to go their way, go to where they're going to do, go to where they're going to go. And they got into a boat. And the, the boat that they got into, it was going to the other side. Someone say the other side. It was going on to the other side. It was going to a different place. It was going, transitioning from one place to another place. You and I are going to understand when we begin to transition from one place to another place in our lives, things are going to happen. Things are going to take place. Things are going to feel like, God, what's going on here? What happened? Sometimes it'll be so smooth, it's scary. How many ever go, gone through your walk with Christ and you're saying, man, this is too, this is, it's, it's too smooth. 
If you've been around long enough to know the Lord, amen, he'll always test you. He'll always check us. He'll always put us in place through a test, through a trial, through a circumstance. Me and my wife, right before a conference, my wife, this is, everything's going too smooth, babe. Something's wrong. Everything's working out. And all of a sudden, we got hiccup after hiccup after hiccup after trial. I'm like, my God. Why well, I open my big mouth. But the reality is the enemy wants to sink your relationship. In the sea, in the Atlantic, and all these different great seas, there's a lot of sink boats. The Titanic sinked. He, they said not even God can sink it all. Oh, is that right? There in the ocean, there's a lot of great boats that are sunk. A lot of little boats that are sunk. Amen? There's, there's uh, many great wars right there in Hawaii when they came and bombed Pearl Harbor. There's a lot of boats sunk there, scrap metal all over the place. So I want you to know today the enemy wants to sink your relationship. He wants to sink your trust, your love. He wants to sink, amen, uh, your, your, your love for him. Now this is what I want you to see here with me today to help you understand what I'm talking about. The Bible goes on and says in verse 23, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the winds was against it. My God. There's going to be things against your relationship. There's going to be things against your relationship, say my relationship. There's going to be things against which your relationship that you built with God. See, a lot of us, how do you build your relationship with God? Easy. Some say through prayer. Say prayer. Wake up. Amen. You guys should not eat. Should have ate after you leave. Someone say prayer. Prayer builds a relationship. Same way you build a relationship with your wife. You talk to her. You talk to him. Me and my wife, when we were dating, we were on the phone for hours and hours. And no, you hang up. No, you hang up. Before there were cell phones, it was it was it was the phone, the house. Do you remember the cordless phone where it would die out? Or the one that had the wire, you move with it, amen, bam, snap right back. But you would build your relationship and talking. I remember going to the payphone and go to the a payphone. Hello. A payphone, go to the payphone, I would go and stop at the payphone, put in a quarter and sit there and just talk. 35 cents, talk, talk, talk in front of Circle K. Hello, somebody. And talk and talk and talk, building a relationship, building a relationship, building a relationship. Talking and talking, then going out, amen, and, and spending money on her. Hello, somebody. And everybody else that came with her, all her eight kids and eight brothers, I mean her eight kids, her eight, they were like her kids, amen, all her brothers and sisters. I would make 50 bucks a month. I was a lot of money back then. Hello. I thought so. And I would take her out and would go out in one day. Boop. Pizza and soda and chicken. She liked Pizza Hut. Amen. Or was it a, a Straw Hut pizza? Mojo's and chicken. Amen. And all the money was gone. But I had invested in her. I invested in my relationship. I invested in what I, I, I loved. I invested in it. I wanted to build my relationship. I wanted it to, to last. I wanted it to grow. So I had to invest in my relationship, in, in speaking, financially. See, here is the thing that I want you to understand. Here is these men, his disciples. 
These are the disciples that were with Jesus and they had a relationship with him. They loved him and he had called them and chose them and he picked them for something great. Come on, somebody. For something great, something mighty. They were functioning in the ministry and doing things. They were functioning and doing great things and, and great stuff was happening and, and a lot of things were taking place, but a lot of them were not ministry-minded even though they were with Jesus. The Bible records that they didn't even catch it until after he left. He had died, amen, and, and resurrected and took off. And three years later, oh, oh now we get it. Because sometimes it takes time to get it. And all of a sudden here, the Bible says that the winds was against it. There's always going to be things against our relationships. Me and my wife, when we were, we were going, I want you to, I want to set a foundation before I get going. Is because there was always things against our relationship. They told us, they told her, hey, why are you going to marry Edgy? He ain't got a job. He ain't got no money. I love seeing their faces now. They would tell him, you know, he's, he's all messed up. You know, he, I might love God, but I'm jacked up. Hello, somebody. That, we, we've been together 18 years. And come on, somebody. Amen. Has it been easy? No. Have the boat rocked? Yes. Have I tipped it a couple times? Yes. Has she tipped me? Yes. When she tipped me, she thought she was cow tipping. Amen. You missed that one. Amen. Now, your relationship with God is important. Have we been cultivating it? Have we been investing in it? Have we been trusting it? Or have we just let the winds come against it and beat it? Now, look with me really quick. As, as here we go. Now, we're going to start setting ground here. During uh, the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. While the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost. And they said and cried out in what? Fear. This is what I want you to understand. Point number one. You could have a relationship, but be afraid. You could have a relationship with God, but be afraid. You can love God and still be afraid. Here are the disciples with Jesus. Here are the men with Jesus. There they are, and they're in the boat, and, and Jesus is walking on the water, and they start seeing him come. All the winds are coming, and they begin to cry out, My God! Ayúdame, Señor! Help me, Jesus! He's looking at him like, What's the matter with you? Don't you know me? Because sometimes when you don't have your relationship, you forget what they look like. Forget what they sound like. This relationship that you can have with God can still have fear in you where it doesn't allow you to step out. Doesn't allow you to believe. Doesn't allow you to give. Doesn't allow you to help. Doesn't allow you to trust. Come on, somebody. And so, so you believe, but you're afraid. You're afraid. You're like, you don't want to look at nobody in the eye because you're afraid. You know, do I contact? Oh my God. Do I owe them money? I don't know. You can love Jesus and still be afraid. Fear disables you, fear handicaps you, fear cripples you. 
I don't know about you, but I've been crippled before. Believe it or not, I've, I've, I was paralyzed. I couldn't walk. I couldn't move. I, I was in a wheelchair. I, I, I had blood spots over my whole body. They said, I'll never walk again. They said, I'll never walk again. And, and that was the ugliest thing in my life. I couldn't, all I could do was move my head almost like a paralytic. And I was all jacked up. And I was in a hospital for 18 weeks. They didn't even know what it was. And being there and just having them do everything for you, it's, 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 it just don't feel good. And so fear has a way of disabling you and it causes you to get stuck where you're afraid. And all of a sudden, you can't do nothing no more. You love God, but you just can't trust him no more. Hmm. <laughs> you love him, but you just can't trust no more. You're, you're afraid to because you don't want to get hurt again. You don't want to get burned again. Oh, slap your neighbor's head. Wake up. I'm just kidding. Don't hit him. Amen. The fear is not a godly fear. It's a demonic fear. And when he says fear, when Jesus says the, 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 that fear the Lord, he's talking about a reverence, a respect. Here, this fear that they're talking about is a dreadful, terrifying feeling. Have you ever been terrified or watch a movie that you're afraid of? <laughs> My wife, she cannot watch drama movies with me. No, she. Ah, she's jumping all over me, which is cool. Nothing wrong with it. Hello. Because <laughs> if you're going to start, you better finish it. Amen. <laughs> Catch that later. But like this, holding on to my arm, I, I'm losing feeling in my arm like this. Because in a scene comes and it's like something, you know something's going to happen. You're just waiting for it. Just waiting. Bam! Like that. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. And you felt that. <laughs> and so, so fear has a way of just making you anticipate something wrong to happen. That kind of fear makes you anticipate. I already know some wrongs that happen. I already know. Job says the thing that I fear the most has come upon me. I've been dreading it. I've been, I've been, I've been, I really, I, I want you to know that you can love God and still be afraid. Which is okay for a season. It's okay when you've been traumatized and you've been through something. But you're going to have to learn to transfer into a different dimension, to a different place in your walk with God. You look at a lot of these great men in the Bible. They were afraid to do great things. They were afraid to move on. They were afraid to believe. They were afraid to trust. But when they did, something great took place. Come on, somebody. Something great took place. Gideon was, was, was hiding, amen, uh, in the fields, and God called him out. Great man of God. Even though he was in his place and in his feeling, in his relationship with God, he was still afraid. See, some of you, there's greatness inside you. There's so many power inside you, but because of fear in your relationship, you can't go as further as God wants you to go. Mm, mm, mm. 
Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a good clap offering. Amen. He, he says, they said, cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I don't be what? Afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be terrified. Don't be expecting something wrong to happen. Don't, 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 don't allow, amen, our relationship, amen, to be like that. The Bible says, uh, I believe, but help my what? That's a, that's a, that's a person who, who loves God, who trusts God, has a relationship and knows what to do, but still has to deal with unbelief. Amen. As we move on, church, listen carefully. Don't let your relationship sink because uh, you can have a relationship and be afraid. Number two, you could forget God's power in your relationship. Oh, you can forget the power of God in your relationship. The things can be so scary that you can forget what God can do. How many of you can say that happened to you? Even now with everything taking place with us, with what taking place with the building and taking place with things going on, I, I believe that I trust God's going to do it, but we're at crunch time. We're at God, you got to do it. Where I got to believe or I just say, you know what, forget about it. Because the same things you go through, I go through too. The same pressures that you feel, the same pressures I feel. But because you think I'm a pastor, oh, oh, you know, he's a pastor. So what? Amen. I want you to know this today. And this is what I want you guys to catch today, church. Is that all of us are in it together. Come on, somebody. We're in it together. We're going to win together or we're going to fail together. But we're going to do it together. I don't know about you, but I like to win. Amen. And so that's what I want you to see today. And all of a sudden, you, you can forget God's power in the middle of your relationship. Why? Because here they are. They have a relationship with God, the disciples. They, they, they trusted him. They loved him. They've been with him. And now they're in the boat. And, and all the waves are hitting. They see him. They think it's a ghost. And, and they're tripping out. And all of a sudden, he says, don't be afraid. Now listen carefully, church. Peter says, Lord, if it's you, Peter replies, Tell me to come to you on the water. See, now he, he's, he's remembering the power of God. Because I may know, even though you go through something, you can still remember God can do it. But when he's about to do it, you're like, oh my God, can he really do it? You're like playing now, what's that, what's that double dutch, you know? With a, when you jump in and out of the, yeah, hopscotch, I'm like that, I don't know what it's called. When there's two, one like this, Double Dutch, amen. The men's home like, huh? <laughs> the girls are like, double Dutch. It's the double Dutch. Something like this, isn't there a song like that or something? And all of a sudden, he says these words, and I, I, I like what he says. Tell me to come onto the water. Look at verse 29. Come, he said. Here is Jesus replying to him, come. We have a relationship like this. You know my power. 
You know, we just got done feeding 5,000 people with a couple of loaves of... I just done saved you, sanctified you, took away a drug addiction. I took away all this stuff in your life. I changed you, restored you, mended you, healed you. Come on, somebody. Look at that. I can still do it. I still got power. Dunamis. An explosion. He tells them, well, come on. Then Peter got down out of the boat, church. Walked on the water and came towards Jesus. Now, he walked on water because he believed the power of his relationship. See, when you believe God in, the, in your relationship with him, and you believe his power, you know he's going to show up. But have we been calling upon him? This is a heavy challenge here. To get out of the boat. Somebody say, get out of the boat. To get out of the boat. And he says, well, you, you know, hey, I know you, you know me. I know you're good. Okay, I trust you there. Praise the Lord. I know you're not going to burn me. Amen. And so all of a sudden, he gets out the boat and he starts walking. Listen again, he starts walking on water. Now, this is what I want you to catch here. But when he, when he saw, he saw, Peter saw. Peter took his eyes off his relationship and put it on the trials. He took his eyes off his relationship and put it on the winds. He took his eyes off the trust. And the capability of who God is. And he trusted more the problem. He trusted more the adversity. He trusted more the fear. The logic. Some say logic. You know some of us is, you know, two and two make four. But in God's eyes, it makes more than that. Come on, somebody, amen. Uh, uh, a five and two should make seven, but it made 5,000. So the logic is man's theology, man's belief. Kingdom-minded, ministry-minded, she's beyond that. See, I wouldn't be where I'm at if I wasn't ministry-minded. For those that want ministry and want to do things in ministry, you, you got to believe in ministry-minded. Those that want to see themselves go further in life, you got to be kingdom-minded. Kingdom, somebody say kingdom minded. Always about the king. Keeping in mind the king. Come on. Keeping in mind the king. The king. The king. The king. The king is coming. The king saved me. The king has delivered me. I got him on my mind. I'm kingdom minded. I'm highly favored. I'm blessed by God. I have a relationship with the king. When you have a relationship with the king. He, he goes on and, and he says that he saw the winds. And there he goes. He jumps right back to being afraid. Right, jumps right back to being afraid again. Because when one thing hits you, another thing hits you, and you're just like, ah! Forget about it. I'm out of here. 
can't take it no more. I can't take my job. I can't, I can't, I can't take that sister. I can't take that brother. Has anybody ever know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one that says forget about it? I'm done. Amen. Here he goes on. He says this. And he began to sink. Wow. He wasn't sinking. Amen. When he was believing. He wasn't sinking when he was trusting. He wasn't sinking when he had his eyes on the prize. When he had his eyes on Jesus. When he had his eyes on Jesus. See, a lot of times when you take your eyes off Jesus, you start sinking and you get hurt. Oh, they hurt me. Oh, they said this. Oh, my God. A lot of times the problem with us, we don't like to be told nothing. And God says, I'm trying to help you. I don't know about you, but God has told me some things I didn't like to hear. I don't know about you. God's told me, hey, what's your problem? Who, me? Yeah, you. Church, you got you to see this, man. The enemy wants to sink you. And so what happens, he, he began to seal and he began to sink. All of a sudden, he was walking and everything was cool. And you're like, my God, I was afraid, but y'all not afraid no more. Everything is great. Everything is just, ah, oh, just wonderful. Man, I, I know it's like, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. God, it is good. And he's, here he is on the water. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And that's, yeah, it looks like Jesus. It is Jesus. It is, it is, it is Jesus, amen. And all of a sudden, church, listen carefully. The winds come. See, winds of life will always come. The winds of life will always come. Winds of life always come. And and the, it says bolsterous. That means they were coming. Women, how many times have you seen your hair go? And you're like, man, where'd that come from? And it comes, it, go, it comes up, it comes down, it comes sideways, and your hair's like this. It look like a toupee. And, and that's what he's seen, and, and he took his, and he put his eyes on that. He put his eyes on that, and that began to sink him. How many understand what I'm saying? I'm going to be so far. Come on, amen. That began to sink him. All of a sudden, when he was up here, now he's down here. Now he's swimming with the fishes. Now he's going down. He's going under. And he's about to be part of the ocean floor. He's a part, about to be part of a sunk ship. He's about to be food for the fishes. And all of a sudden, he does something great, church. He remembers. He recognizes. He says, Jesus, save me. Come on, somebody. He said, Jesus, save me. Amen. Because you got to understand, when you love God and you build a relationship with God, things are going to come. You're going to get hit. Stuff is going to happen. You're going to feel afraid. You're going to begin to see all this craziness. And you're going to believe, I don't trust God. I don't know what's going on. But you got to say, God, I need you. He cried out, church. He said, 
cried out, Lord, save me. Save me. See, don't allow yourself to sink just because you're going through something. Just because something's happening. You get afraid or, or, or you forget God's power or, or hurt hits you or confusion got you and and all this stuff just begin to pile upon you where you just can't take it no more and you falling down and you're going deeper and deeper but you still have room enough where the waters are right here right here they're right here right here something about right here right now you you have the opportunity to say lord save me Lord, I, I recognize that I need you right now. I recognize that I need you to get me out of this mess. I don't want to be part of the ocean floor. I don't want to be part of history in that way. I don't want to have regrets. But I want to get up out of this mess. I want to get up out of this water. I want to get out of this same Someone say, save me. Say it like you mean to say, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. So that goes to show you how close God is to you. Woo! That was good for me. By the time I saw that was good. That, that goes to show you how close he is. Stand up really quick. He, he, he was going down. And it shows that he reached and grabbed his hand. See, Jesus is a lot closer to you than you think. He's right there. He's, he's closer to you than you think. The thing about it, are you going to cry out? Are you going to cry out, Lord? Save me. Save me from this mess. Save me from being shipwrecked. Save me from sinking. I don't want to sink my relationship with you. I, 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 I don't want that. The Bible says that he, he, he reached him and pulled him out. Come on, give the Lord a good clap offering. Amen. Go ahead, Richard. He says these words. He out his hand and caught him. You of little faith. He 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 hits his faith, church. See where he attacks his faith. How many times have we allowed our faith to diminish? Our faith to dwell us away. Our faith to just seem like like you know it's really not there no more. So he, he, he looks at the root of the problem. It's, it wasn't your fear. It wasn't you not trusting me in your, um, with my power. It was your faith. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it was your faith. He says, you have little faith. Why? Why do you doubt me? 
have done a great miracle just before that. And when John the Baptist was beheaded before that. And when I went and talked about the parables before that. And when all these great things took place before that, all, the, all, all these kings that did all these great things before, why do you tell me? Because the thing that hurts the most is when we feel violated in our relationship. That's what hurts. That's what hurts. And he goes on and he says this, church, and I need you to catch this with me today. And then they, listen carefully, and then they climb in to the boat. And the winds are tight down. Someone say, and they. Come here, Casey. Stand up here. Here he is holding on to the, Jesus holding on to his hand. And the Bible says, and then they climbed into the boat together together come on together even though he had an issue even though he was afraid even though he would he was doubting amen the power even though all this stuff was going on even though he was having faith issues all this stuff was taking place he says they got into the boat together together so say together to God Jesus here saying come on let's do this together Come on, let, 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 let's get out of whatever's going on in your life. Let me say together. Let's all stand. Stand with me, church, tonight. See, I, I just brought out two simple things. There's a lot more. With every head bowed, every eye closed. That might be going on in your life right now. The Bible says that they climbed in together and the winds died down then those who were in the boat worship him saying truly you are the son of God truly you are the son of God see you're here today God saying let me help you don't 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 sink don't go down don't go down don't go down might be right now at your ankles, at your knees, right now at your hips, or at your at your at your chest, or at your neck, or right you're about to go under. It just it just it just you've been walking so deep right now. It's just God. God's saying, just cry out to me. Let me get you out of this. Let me get you back in the boat where you belong. Let me put you back in the place of safety, the place of comfort, the place where we're going to be okay. Let's get you to the other side. Let's get you to the other side of your life. Let's get you to the promises of God. Let's get you to your destiny. Let's get you to where you belong. Let's get you out of the water. Let's get you out of that cold place and put you back in a place where you can get warm again, get strong again, get fed again, get restored again. Let's get to that place. The only thing that is so important here, church, is that no one can make you cry out for help. Nobody can make you have to do it yourself. You've got to say, Lord, save me. 
Save me from sinking. Save me from disaster. Save me from the pain. Save me from the hurt. Save me from just saving. You're here tonight. You're saying, Pastor, I, 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 need, I need to be pulled out of the water. I need to be pulled out of the water. I need it. I need it tonight. If, if that's you, I want you to come right now. I want you to come. I want you to come. Come now, now, now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 